Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by Mazakazu, the OT Gourmet Geek, and our newest high-level Patreon subscriber, Tiffany. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on the 140th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. On this week's episode, we're kicking off a very special franchise fun month with the beloved A Nightmare on Elm Street and A Nightmare on Elm Street 2 Freddy's Revenge. And today, we're also joined by the Nightmare Junkhead podcast guys, Greg and Genius. Welcome, guys. My apologies, first and foremost, um, if you hear any airplanes in the background, um, because I do live by an airport. uh, Okay, so that's so not true. But my AC might turn on in the midst of this. So just in case, that's the that's the sound in the back because this flower is Wilton. And that's how they introduce themselves. Welcome. Guys. <laughs> it's all good. My dog like walks in the background. And so you hear like the clicking of I her mean, little. Our listeners feet. are used to cats, dogs, um, cars. Yep. All Police, sorts of crazy sirens. Things. Yep. That happens too. That sounds like a good party actually. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. You know? Anywhere you can hear little cats clicking around, I'm all for it. I, I, ice, <laughs> ice clinking, lots of that too. Oh yeah. Lots of Popcorn it. chewing occasionally. Uh, yeah. Our listeners are not picky. No. Which is why they listen to our show. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, it, honestly, quite a, if I may, I am a fan of the show. I am, if I could say, a lovely of uh, one of those that out there that's listened. So I appreciate all of this. So when it was really funny, when you're doing your intro, I just instinctively, the music kits, kicks in and everything. I'm like, oh, I'm behind the scenes. I forgot. They do that like on their own. That's so cool. <laughs> We do. You're a total lovely. We'll do. And you are a total lovely. Yeah, we're, we're stoked to have you guys on. You we you had us on your show like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, on your show, we discussed, uh, you were talking, we were talking about uh, Alone in the Dark, uh, which was uh, directed by the same gentleman who directed uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And you guys were singing A Nightmare on Elm Street 2's praises. And so I said, well, if we ever cover it, you will come on. And a year later, here we are. Sticking to so, your so, word. Awesome. Sticking to my word, memory of uh, something that has a very good memory. It's true. And and just stoked to have you guys on. So thank you for coming on. We appreciate you letting us talk about this film. Right? And I, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on part two, um, <laughs> because I know it's kind of a polarizing film. Uh, but any time to talk, the, these two, this franchise and these two films in particular, uh, we're, we're ecstatic. Yeah, thanks for inviting us. We don't get out much. <laughs> we don't get invited back, back to, to a lot of places. Up. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I've been kicked out of Nazi Joyce to this. <laughs> <laughs> all right carly go, go back on script here oh oh <laughs> 
Uh, For you new listeners, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. Both of today's films are currently streaming on Shudder, so check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. There you go. There's the warning. But before we jump into these films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is The Hunt, with a September 27th release date. It's directed by Craig Zobel, who previously directed Compliance. It's written by Nick Hughes and Damon Linden- Lindelof. Lindelof. Who, they previously worked together on as writers uh, for the TV show The Leftovers. The IMDb summary is 12 strangers wake up in a clearing. They don't know where they are or how they got there. They don't know they've been chosen for a very specific purpose. The hunt. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So there's two trailers. I watched one and then I was like, there's got to be another one. And then there was another one. So (laughs) sorry for making everyone watch two trailers today. But uh, I think it's good to discuss both. What did you guys... I really uh, liked the first trailer. You, The first one being... The, the one f- that was like the advertisement. The fake advertisement. Yes. I think you find that on the dark Yelp, if I, if I yeah. recall. <laughs> I thought it was an ad. I was exactly. for the skip ad button to pop up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what kind of advertisement? They also uh, um, have advertisements for uh, the, uh, the get out uh, medical process oh, and... and probably other uh, other things of that nature <laughs> you know it, it comes down to this just bored rich white people right yeah. oh yeah yes such true. a problem and and, and it, it, of course it's done by Bloomhouse, the creators of the purge i mean and they did the, like the same kind of commercial for the purge they're like what does it mean to be an american and then like purge and it's like gee yep. so yep, yep. Ain't, ain't nothing scarier than rich white america <laughs> yeah so uh so, guys, what did you think of this one? I'm yeah. Go ahead. Eee, I'm excited. I'm excited. It looks great. It looks great. I first of all, I love like misdirect movies like that, and then it's got a lot of people I like in it. It's got Emma Roberts who I dig. Yes. It's got uh, I always want to say Ethan Supley, but like it's Ethan Emery. You know, vice versa. I get those two switched, even though they look nothing alike. It's the Ethan. It's and it's got. Glenn Howerton yes. from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And for some, I, I think there's an unwritten rule on our show that there has to be at least one Always Sunny and all Simpsons reference in every show. So, yeah. We're getting that right out of the way then. Yeah, the, the jackpot on this one. No, I, I ultimately, and Genius, you kind of hit it on the head. That first initial kind of teaser trailer we get, it does look suspiciously like something you'd want to skip through. Yeah. And you would miss that nefarious part where at the very end you're like, wait, are they hunting people? Oh. <laughs> Soylent hunting. Yes. Yeah. So like, <laughs> it was cool. I, I was like bait and switch, but then I was like, yeah, ugh, rich people. I mean, like, <laughs> like it's, I don't know, because I'm never going to be one. <laughs> Here, here's the question. How much would it take for you to hunt a person? Can, can you, I'll throw it out to everyone. Can your conscience be bought? Dude, it takes me a lot for me yeah. to not hunt people. Depends on the person. I'd rather yeah. hunt people than animals, personally. Same. Oh, 100%. <laughs> if I was, like, given the option, if I had to choose, for sure. Yeah. We're animal lovers here. We would never true. We would never harm an animal. But, you know. Fact. People, sometimes they deserve it. Okay, you're saying <laughs> you say poachers? Yeah, if I could, like, hunt poachers, ones who, like, mm-hmm. poach on animals. Sure. Like, comeuppance, you know? that That's totally. Perfect. You guys are perfect. Yeah, you guys. I think everyone nailed that answer because I, I, I think I think they're listening to us when we talk about this like illicit, eh. you know, rich white people things. 
Eh, that's another okay podcast. Big, big Brother's listening. Yeah, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> I've said worse things on the show, honestly. It's true. This is coast this to coast. Is... I'll, I'll take it to <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, have you guys seen uh, or seen the movie Happy Hunting that came out a couple years ago? I have not. I haven't. Okay, but I, I've, I know the poster well. So, Happy Hunting isn't that different from this. Uh, so, when I saw this, I was like. Oh, well, I've seen this movie already. <laughs> yeah. We, we initially, we were like, wait a minute, this that's, harkens back to, to... You said turkey shoot, and I was and like, then, that's surviving the game. Oh, that too. Yeah, that's an old school one, though, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, and it's just that whole, you know, man is the most dangerous... Dangerous game, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not completely unlike, you know, Hostel or something like that either. Right, there's a lot of movies that are very similar. But what yeah, I like is the little farm. twist that we get, which I know what I like about Blumhouse is they always put in these like good social relevance. Yeah, with even Get Out, The Purge. I mean, Blumhouse knows what it's doing. I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I'm not that excited about it, honestly. Like, I think it's pretty cool to see Hilary Swank in a horror movie, not gonna lie. But, uh, and I'll, and I'll probably watch it, but uh, I don't know that I'm as excited about it as you guys are. No, I'll totally, I'm excited to see it. It's got a really strong cast, and I'd watch it most totally of these does. people in, like, anything, so that it's a horror movie I'm in. Yeah, and it's always weird when you get to see these um, highfalutin actors, you know, if, uh, slubbing it, if you will, in genre fare. But totally. it adds a kind of an air of class. It's like when Glenn Close shows up in, you know, The Girl with All the Gifts. <laughs> right. It's, like, all it's right. classy. It's classy. <laughs> it's not something you What's... can necessarily, you know, recommend to your normie friends, but. Sure. I'm going to go on what? record and say that you can rec- recommend Girl with All the Gifts and classy movies for your normie friends. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's another argument altogether, though. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm I'm thinking it kind of reminds me of the Belko experiment a little bit. Mm. Not- not necessarily in plot, but in that I was very excited for the Belko experiment, mostly because of the cast, and I thought it was kind of a cool idea. And then it was a little bit like, you know, it's great the first time you watch it, and then it doesn't have a lot of, like, staying power yeah. in terms of, like, a rewatch ability. Uh, th- that's kind of how I think this might be, honestly. Uh, I, I could see it. Yeah, that was that was the same way with Belko. I was, like, really stoked to see it. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, it was good. Well, what a little disappointed, but it was really, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah same. That's kind of how I think this might be. It's going to be good. It'll be fun to watch, but I don't know that it's going to be a classic. It's not going to stick around. It looks mean is the thing. And I think in today's climate, we're going to start seeing a lot of films that are reflecting that. So a lot of them will probably mm-hmm. be more grittier, mm-hmm. which I, like I said, I think with Blumhouse, they're really kind of going into the vein of the stuff that people who is it a henry rollins once said like you know hey punk rockers this current like crisis right now is what you know the clash trained you all for so i think you are going to see a lot of this just bitterness coming out in a lot of the horror films and i don't know if this is a direct correlation or what but i'll let's we'll see what happens yeah 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 and they always throw a little satire yeah. in their movies too for good measure and i like them sure totally yeah I mean, it's Blumhouse, so it can't be all bad. I mean, they have had bad movies, but... They have, but it, they've gotten better, but I feel like, over the years. But they've gotten a lot better. Totally, yeah. totally. And it'll at least be entertaining, at the very least. Agreed. Okay. Are we ready to talk about some fucking Nightmare on Elm Street, guys? I'm pretty ready for it. I'm, I'm ready to do the ready. Freddy. Let's do this. Oh! See what you did there. Oh, no. It, it goes even worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it goes worse. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be fun. 
All right, so we are going to start, kick off this franchise speak with A Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984. What a Written great and, year. It was the best year. year. It was I the best say. year, I think. <laughs> Written and directed by Wes Craven. Love him. IMDb summary is the monstrous spirit of a slain janitor seeks revenge by invading the dreams of teenagers whose parents were responsible for his untimely death. <sighs> accurate. Yeah, pretty not accurate. Not always the case with IMDb summaries. That's not a bad one. <laughs> they've That's had, true. They've had uh, 35 years to get it right. So <laughs> luckily they figured it out. They figured out how to write a good IMDb summary. For this movie. Yeah, for this movie only. Um, so let's maybe start off talking about how it felt to rewatch this movie. And maybe if you have memories of the first time you've, re- you've seen this movie. Carly, you want to start off? I would love to. I actually don't remember the first time that I saw this movie, Um, but I have seen it fairly recently. It was a couple years ago when the new Beverly Theater did an all-nighter where they showed all of these movies basically back-to-back, and it was amazing. Um, And still, I think this is the first time that I've watched it in full since then, uh, and I, this movie like super holds up. It's so good and so creepy. And there's so many elements to it that, um, are still really scary and really funny. And I love this movie so much. And I'm always reminded, um, of how much I love it when I haven't seen it in a while and I revisit it. Agreed. Guys. Oh, this is, and I'll say this, you know, there's nothing that we can bring to the you know table that hasn't been said already. This is a film that is involved in serious discussion. You know, speaking of another Shutter streaming shout out, uh, the Never Sleep Again documentary, which is just a wealth of information. Um, I also was able to check this film out as a part of a all day Never Sleep Again marathon that I was lucky enough to host. And so it was kind of oh, crazy. Cool. Oh, it was rad because you got to see kind of the the ascent of a franchise and then kind yes. of the descent of the franchise, which is. <laughs> Why I right can't, before your very eyes. And I can't wait to listen to your all experience of this r- crazy roller coaster of a franchise. But rewatching again, I was reminded about how truly scary yeah. this yeah. film is. And just how, even as a standalone film, if like the, the, the sequels didn't exist, how much even more powerful that would really make this film. Because, you know, the franchise were regardless, but Freddy Krueger is just something that not only do we love him, but he like transcended. Mm-hmm popular culture to the fact that Ronald Reagan once made a reference to him in a speech. Like how crazy is that back in you talk about the weird wild of the, the days of the 80s. That's crazy. Yeah. There that was crazy. teddy bears that you slept with that were Freddy Krueger and it was from like Mattel. It's insane. Uh, I loved it. But this movie this movie is amazingly good. Like you said it still holds up. I watched it uh just last night. Because I was like, well, shit, we're going to talk about it. And it's a good chance to watch Nightmare on Elm Street 1. I haven't seen that in a long time. I mean, it's it's one that you always know, but it's not necessarily on your constant rotation, at least for me, because there's so much to choose from. But when I watched this this one, it was it was brilliant. It was very still scary and creepy because for, for, and foremost, Freddy Krueger's a creep. <laughs> he's a fucking <laughs> creep. He's a, he's a weird kid killer, probably a diddler, and just... Terrible, terrible things. I mean, he's coming out of the bathtub all creepy. He's like, I'm your boyfriend now, blah, 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 right? But <laughs> there, there, there was two scenes that I d- 
don't remember being as creeped out as I was before. And the one is um, in the school, in the school room right before, like, where's your hall pass? That one where mm-hmm. the big, like, football player kind of like, and now I read from Hamlet. He's like, thus upon a field of green. And then he turns in the dream and then he's like, and Whispering. it was oh, all a bad dream. Whispers. I can't do it. I hate she whispering. She hates it. Oh, sorry. I won't do it again. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. <laughs> I won't. But uh, no. And so, <laughs> so I guess you're not an ASMR fan. But uh, that's what I said. She didn't know what it was. Oh no. Yeah, that's how Freddie would get you, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tingles. <laughs> He's like his claws on the microphone. I got a blue yeti, bitch. And he's like making cracking lines and shit. You think Freddy has a blue yeti? That's fancy for him. Yeah, he's fancy, Freddy. He's pretty yeah. fancy. He is. He's got that dream money. He's got the body <laughs> and the brain, right? No. So that whisper kid scared the shit out of me just the hearing it. And like, because he looked like Romero from Escape from New York, the one with the big hair, the one that goes. <laughs> like that <laughs> but, and then there was another part where she's like running away in the alley and she like backs up against the hedge and like the whole time he's like i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you right and then finally he peeks out from behind the bush and goes raw and i'm like holy shit i don't remember that scare and so like it was a scare i didn't remember and like when i can get a scare that i don't remember it happens a lot but i do enjoy each one wow Yes. That's right. I, I mean, I love this movie. I've seen it a, a million times. I I've I did not have any I didn't ha- not have a a jump scare moment because I memorized all of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I absolutely love this movie. Um it's it's funny cuz I get a little something different out of it every time I see it depending on the mood I'm in. Uh I I this is my franchise. Like everyone has I think an old school franchise at least horror nerds do that they cling to this is mine uh i'm not i'm not a friday the 13th person uh this is my thing um so i I, will say it's probably the most cohesive um with all of the all of the sequels well we can talk about that when we talk about our next movie for sure Um, but yes typically yes (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I think the scariest scene of the whole franchise is in this movie with Tina's death being by far the the most crazy oh my God, it's thing so to brutal. watch. It's so insanely brutal and partially due to her amazing acting and partially due to that crazy room that flips upside down, I'm sure. Um, but I mean, it's just so much fun to watch every time. There's like stuff that makes me laugh and there's like cheesy 80s stuff but then there's also like really creepy surprisingly creepy stuff in here uh that really just transcends time and doesn't matter how much time's gone by it's still fucking creepy totally what i love is the fact that we are introduced to tina and if you're watching this film for the first time you actually think this is probably tina's film Mm -hmm. and that first scare we get with her in the boiler room when she is in frame and freddie comes up behind her I know that's coming and that still scares me. Like it's just so well shot and it's so simple, but yeah. so effective. Yeah. But yeah, um, the behind the scenes thing, if you're a truly a, fra- a fan of the eighties and weird eighties films, uh, the breaking room, exactly. And, uh, breaking to electric boogaloo. There's a scene <laughs> where they utilize the same 
the same contraption. So the, the same room. And isn't it also on Lionel Richie's Dancing on the Ceiling? It's the same room. <laughs> I, what a feeling. I mean, if it's not, it should be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's like still blood left over from exactly. Johnny Depp. <laughs> Just kind of bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> I mean, how do you get rid of that much blood, really? It's like, it's basically impossible, a right? A power washer and a lot of bleach. Just Thank like. So much. Fire and lots of it. That's how you get. That's how you clean that room. <laughs> I forgot how much green goo is in this movie. Like Freddie likes to show off his cutting skills by mutilating himself, and just green ooze sure. comes out. And I, I think I forgot that there's so much green ooze. <laughs> like antifreeze, just pour. Like I got a bum yeah, radiator. I just like just squirting out. He's like an alien. Bill. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But why I does do he like to cut Freddy himself? Freddie doesn't wear a mask, too, because all of our killers up until this point, for the most part in our franchises, they all wore masks, uh, obviously. And Freddie is not afraid to show his super grotesque face. As a kid, I was so terrified of Freddy Krueger's face. Um, my, oh, same. My best friend as a little one, uh, her brother... Uh, her older brother had a Freddy Krueger uh, poster on his wall. And anytime I would go to her room, I'd have to pass by his room. And it would like be staring at me. And I would like close my eyes and run by his room. Like every <laughs> like, single time. How do you time. fall asleep to that? I don't know. I don't know how he slept in that room. It's terrifying. <laughs> you don't fall asleep. It, it served its purpose. True. True. I'm the poster now. I mean, he was a teenager. He could probably handle it. But I was not. I was just a little <laughs> one. And it scared me a lot. I remember thinking he was terrifying looking. He's kind of handsome. Well, and you, we've actually made it this far, and I'm really shocked at this point that no one has brought up the awesomeness of one John Saxon. I mean, do we need to? Uh, well, I, I, I guess I it's. I think an he got demoted from Canada <laughs> after he didn't get after he didn't capture Billy at the sorority. They're like, "We're pack up the things. You're getting out of here." And then they sent to Springwood, and he starts a family, and leaves this couple <laughs> past behind him, and then. He goes around and kills the diddling janitor. So I just I <laughs> he always he looks just, like he's wearing so much eyeliner. <laughs> he is always wearing like all the dudes in this movie are wearing eyeliner, right? I think they're just handsome men. I mean, you got Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, with his little crop tops. What with up, this. Johnny? <laughs> with the bitches. I love Showing that crop off the top. goods. I want. <laughs> Why don't they sell that crop top? I would totally wear that. At this point, Same. I probably would too. And I'm, I'm the guy that you shouldn't be wearing that. But you know, <laughs> whatever, dude. You're almost wearing a crop top now. You, you can do whatever you want. We Absolutely. don't judge wear your that own crop final girls horror, ca- horror cast. Well, I mean, we do, but you know, not judge men wearing crop <laughs> tops. <laughs> We judge if you're not wearing crop tops. That's go. true. There we go. It's like William Katz, like super V-neck and how, you know, like yes. goes like, yes. all the way down to his belly button. We yeah. literally just watched that as a movie night in my backyard. And we really? were all marveling yeah. at that V-neck. It looked like oh, what Sade so was wearing in the album cover. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you could, you, it looked like it was a portal as well as like the closet door. You could get lost in that thing. It was incredible. <laughs> Narnia. It was. <laughs> you could. Oh my god! No, I mean when I think of Tom of John Saxon, I think of you know he plays basically the same character in Black Christmas. I mean, mm-hmm. like, is he always a cop? I feel like he's always a cop. Always a cop. Always wearing eyeliner. Always, always wearing eyeliner. Eyeliner is the most important part of being a cop. I don't know it's if you knew that. The most important part of being John Saxon. That also. That and his action yeah. toupee. 
<laughs> there is the, <laughs> there is the action toupee. There's then kind of the the detective toupee, mm-hmm. which is a little bit more subtle and distinguished. You know, sure. he's gone sleuthing. <laughs> <laughs> but then, does he have a slasher toupee though? Ooh, that's the question. That is the that question, right? Right, because he transcends genre. He just shows up, totally, and then totally. he's John Saxon in your movie. There you go. There you go. White guy kung fu. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes. Um, I would also like to mention something that I didn't notice before, or didn't notice to this extent before, is how amazing the soundtrack is to this movie, and just the sound design in general mm-hmm. is to this movie. You know, I always think of the, you know, the normal. Do, 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 thing. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Always. That's what you think of when you think of A Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously. But the, like, other, like, synth music that's going on in all, like, the chase scenes and boiler room scenes is fucking awesome. It's so good. It rivals John Carpenter. I'm not joking. I was super, ex- like, into it. And I was like, why doesn't anyone ever talk about this? No, totally. Mario Mariani, I think, was the score designer. Yeah. Killed it. Totally killed it. And no one ever talks about it. People talk about John Carpenter. People talk about Goblin. But, like, that shit's great. I'm into totally. it. That chase part. I mean, I saw Goblin perform live last year. And they performed a lot of shit that sounded not that much different than that. <laughs> just saying. Now, let me real quick. Did they perform all their greatest hits afterwards? Yeah, they did. They had like um about all the movies playing in the background. I mean, they did all of Suspiria, uh, and they played over all of Suspiria. They played the entire movie, and then after they did like you know soundtracks from a bunch of other films, and then had like kind of a a. I don't know, like different clips playing in the background of the other movies. Because I asked, because I saw them here and they did the same thing. And I totally got lost in certain sections of that rhythmic bass for the Suspiria score. That's not the real main one that everyone's familiar with. Which? Oh, it's so good. So good. But I agree. It's totally on par with that. Um, Also, the thing that this also gave us that whole... That, yeah that thing but one thing on the music going back on there did you notice one yeah i agree that chase music had my heart pumping and there was a part at the beginning when he does that pretty like right that the music went with his and it was like whoa that's crazy but yeah that sound effect that i kind of the thing i can't even do it but no it's 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 good stuff it's 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 scary and fine it is horrible yeah yeah it's great. I don't think I don't know why I never really noticed it before, uh, but for some reason it's not talked about, and it totally should. And it's, it's so great. distinctive. It's like a distinctive yeah. sound that like the metal upon metal, but like slowly and menacingly. So when you hear it, like if by happenstance, like a metal piece is rubbing against another metal piece, you're like, oh shit, it's Freddy, right? So gotta watch out. Totally, <laughs> totally. You gotta watch out. You gotta watch out. Great, great words of advice. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch out, guys. Shall we talk about uh, Heather Langenkamp and her role as, like, you know, one of the all-time great horror icons and Nancy? Yes. I mean, sure. Why wouldn't we? Again, I think we would just, we'd be remiss, like, you know, our dream master. (laughs) Thank thank you for steering the conversation, which is typically my job, but, I mean, I'll just kick back and drink my vodka. (laughs) (laughs) I got my Nitro's beer. I'm very excited. I love it. No, please. I love it. That's awesome. 
I'm so sorry. Proceed. I, I feel like I... <laughs> no, it's awesome. No, I'm I'm not. I'm being genuine. I I'm gonna let you come it's, on the show. It's great the doing podcasts with other podcast people. Totally. They they're way more organized <laughs> than me. <laughs> get out of places. This is why we don't get invited back. No, no this is why around. when left to our own devices, we talk about snack cakes for thirty minutes. That's true. So. That's what we do. Right. <laughs> we could be talking about sleepaway camp and wind up talking about WalMarts. So like, yeah. <laughs> I don't I see mean, the how problem. Do you not? Those things go hand in hand. It's true. Well, I was yeah, just obviously. thinking myself the other day, I needed great values and save money. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I mean, Greg, Greg's like, can we talk about how Heather Langenkamp is one of the the biggest influences on, on Final Girls in History of Horror? And, I'm <laughs> and like, we're like, Walmart, Little Debbie. And I'm like, and my notes are like, warm milk is gross. <laughs> Iron helps us play. I mean, just <laughs> warm milk. milk is gross. Marshmallow on the stairs. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck, <laughs> all fuck all that noise. Fuck all that noise. Vodka smash is my note. <laughs> vodka smash. <laughs> I have vodka smash as a note. <laughs> I was very concerned about someone wasn't wearing shoes, and I think it was the mother. Yeah, and and Nancy smashes that vodka really close oh, to that's to bare feet, and it made me nervous. You know what? You you hit something that scared the shit out of me. Like back in the day, and to this day, <laughs> when she's running up the stairs and she's running in that oatmeal, and like. Yep. Whoa, that it always has freaked me out to the point where like when I was younger, if there was carpeting, I'd try and walk on the sides like all <laughs> bow-legged and shit, trying to get up the stairs. You know, like, oh shit, I don't want to get sucked into like mashed potatoes. <laughs> it's so funny because it looks like marshmallow to me. I always thought it was marshmallow and it's Bisquick and oatmeal mixed together. It is Bisquick and oatmeal? <gasps> Yeah, I wish it was marshmallow, though. It looks just like marshmallows. In your dreams, it is marshmallows. I know. To me, I'm like, that looks delicious. You have marshmallow on your feet. (laughs) (laughs) Go get the peanut butter. Have yourself a fluffernutter. Delicious. Delicious. Give me that. Give me that. Thank you. We're talking about food again. Yeah. Snacks. Maybe, you know what? Get some of that stuff and put them in cereal and you have like this big, awesome, like, uh, make like a Rice Krispie Treat bar out of the marshmallow because it's already pre-melted. I totally do that. And then you get different cereals get to go and make snack cakes. Yeah, each stand yes. could have its own cereal mixed in with the marshmallow. You'd have the, you'd have the uh, Rice Krispie with stair one. Then you'd have the Lucky Charms. Then you'd have the yeah. Golden Grams. Then you'd have the Cocoa Crispies. Yep, cinnamon toast. You need you would need like multiple stories. <laughs> And not just the flight of stairs. <laughs> you need like the Washington Monument stairs of like all the hundreds of stairs. No, no, no. You know when they go to like Pai Mai and train in like all the Kung Fu movies, they have to go all the way up those like thousand oh, stairs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Make marshmallow yeah. treats and snacks for everyone. Oh, we talking about Kung Fu now? Let's do this. Hi, yeah. Kung, Fu. Kung Fu cookies, man. <laughs> Kylie's have- making her Kung Fu sounds. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And John Saxon was an Enter the Dragon. And the right guy Kung Fu with his action toupee. It all comes back to John Saxon and Chessel. It's going to be awesome. Do the friend. Full circle. You don't want any Chessel in your snack cake, though. I'm just, I have it on good authority. That's pretty gnarly. No, I think you guys are putting together like a dream buffet of a dream buffet. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. Well, welcome to Ooh. the House of Freddy. Each stair, help, help yourself to my delicious marshmallow stairs. Each step is a different treat. Enjoy. It's a, it's the perfect uh, house for hospitality. He turns into Hansel and Gretel. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is good. Thirty years. Uh, what is the most? My in the furnace. Like 
yeah, go in there, bitch. And then <laughs> he just goes around killing everybody. I love it. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm why we don't, don't get invited back. I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm why, why we don't invite him back. I, I was talking about Heather Lang. Hey, and, you know? Heather Lang and, and then we started, we started talking about Marshmallow. And her, and her final girl status. <laughs> Actually, you know what? As, as we're going off the rails, we love Nancy. She's great. Ronnie Blakely as Marge Thompson, I think, kind of stole the show for me this time. And I don't know what it was. No, I know exactly what it was. It's her when she's when Nancy's trying to get out of the house and she's over on the couch. She's just going locked, locked, locked. Yes, I have many of her uh, of her quotes written down as scene stealers. Uh, he's dead, honey, because mommy killed him <laughs> That's a good was one. one. Yeah. Um and then they say you've bottomed out when you can't remember the night before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think Marge- I, love, I love how she locks all the doors. Like, what if there's a fire? This is very right. dangerous. And Mom, she's completely can't. wasted, passed out on the couch. And then she just gets sucked into the sofa. That's what happens. There was a fire. We saw yeah, what we happened. Literally- we saw what happens. And all, and all that booze she's been drinking, she was hella flammable. Because when she got, when she got, when Freddie got off her, she looked like that guy in Beetlejuice. That's like, hey, you got a light? You know, and he's all yeah, burnt up bit. and shit. <laughs> and I tell you, that's where she was going down to the waiting room. Just like. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, poor mom. Poor I know. Mom. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, I don't understand why how did she keep she, his like, knives. She is in such denial, but like, but she has his would, knives. How would Nancy even know about any of this and have his hat? Like, it just it doesn't make like she's so deeply in denial that this is happening. I don't know what she's in. Yeah, it's she true. has it in like the little boiler room, and she's like, <laughs> she knows room. exactly what's going on. Yeah. And she's like, but she's it's, still trying to get isn't... Nancy to go to sleep. All her friends yeah. are dying when they go to sleep, but she's still trying to get Nancy to go to sleep. Because she, yeah. she's a crazy drunk lady. Yeah, I guess. There is your lifetime movie that like could exist within the Nightmare on Elm Street universe. Yeah, you know how all those women write to Ted Bundy and stuff? Like, oh, marry me, Ted Bundy, crazy killer. Maybe she was in love with Freddy. No, maybe. It's possible. Although she did kill him, so probably not. Yeah, that's uh, true. So something serious I would like us to discuss. And something that has always uh, troubled me about this movie is the ending and or lack thereof. Because it's, as if you've seen the documentary, which I'm sure all of us here have at one point or another, you know, the 10 hour long thing mm-hmm. that that's uh, <laughs> that's on Shutter right now, uh, that I will slowly be watching over the course of this month. Because Samesies. Fucking four hours, man. Jesus Christ. Um, but uh, <laughs> not that it's not great. It's a very well-made documentary, but it is fucking long. Um, anyway, uh, so apparently instead of picking an ending, they chose to do all the endings, um, which is, um, I guess, very, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a bad idea. Because I. what is happening? What happens at the end of this movie? I would like to hear everyone's thought and belief of how this movie actually ends. I was really confused, to be honest. Um, no shit. I mean, I think <laughs> Freddie became a car and I would, drove I would them be away. worried if you weren't confused. <laughs> and I was like, but she doesn't die because we know she comes back. Right. Is the car Freddie? Is yes, she dreaming? That's what I thought. She was yeah. driving Freddie. Hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, no, um, <laughs> the, the judges give that an eight. But uh, the, but I I like the part when she gets sucked through the window. It was so like <laughs> so good. it just looked like it just looked like a blow up doll being brrrp, just like in there. Yes. Yes. Didn't it look like a blow up doll? It, like the yeah, little like leg thing went down. It is. It basically is. Totally. 100%. Freddy and the real girl, just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different movie. It is a different movie. <laughs> Guys. I'm here for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> now available on youporn.com. Starring oh, no. But I love her. Oh, she's Robert. real to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so serious question, guys. What do you think is happening with this? Ending? I think that I think it is part of the dream because you do see the little kids doing their one, two, Freddy's coming for you. But also, I ultimately it has to be a dream with what happens. I yeah. mean, but whose dream is it? I like to think that it's Nancy's dream. She's having one I? last dream Same. because then you see her in part three. She's taking that anti-dream pills. I don't think Freddie mm-hmm. never got dispatched because he never did. Nancy won on a technicality. She kind of like just like, I'm not afraid of you. I'm going to pop these pills and I'm good. And so part three is actually their epic showdown, like their final battle. So like you're, you're getting way ahead, man. Way ahead. <laughs> We are not there yet. <laughs> but it's important to the conversation. No, it is. It is. I'm just joking. Number part yeah. one never got resolved. No. Right. Nice. I, I'm down with that. But like I think Wes Craven's original original want for this film was that it's a happy ending. And this is not a dream. And Freddie does not attack them in the car and mom does not get sucked through a window. <laughs> I think it's it's basically everything else that happens where it's bright and shiny outside. All of her friends are alive and she saved the day and reversed all the deaths or whatever. Um, I think that was the original intent. Correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody that might know differently. Um, uh, but this was supposed to have a happy ending. Heather uh, Nancy was supposed to save the day. So uh, I, I personally like to think it's a dream. Um, but what's what was a dream and then what was real like everything up until that point was real and just that ending part was a dream or the whole movie was a dream because that's what what uh robert england thinks is that the whole thing was like some kind of surrealist dream oh i don't think the whole thing was a dream but i mean i guess he would be the authority i mean he's not he's he's, he's not the writer (laughs) That's true. I think everything up until after the hat, after she pulled the hat out, everything else is a dream. I think when she tried to pull Freddy out, it didn't take. Because, yeah, I don't I don't really think that makes any sense either with the rest of the series, you know, that she pulled him out of her dream and that he's there. I think she must still be dreaming at that point. Right. Yeah. I think that was definitely her dream for sure. Yeah. Okay. I can can get down with that. That's kind of what I was confused about is like if she's. If she's making such a big deal about not being afraid of him in that dream or in that reality even, and now she's definitely being super scared of him, then like what's going on? That's kind of where it was confusing to me. I mean, it's it's just a confusing ending. To, it just is. It's it's because the, the, the thing they're ultimately dreaming about is not Freddy, but the almighty dollar. Right. The sequels. How can exactly. we turn this into a franchise? Because if it actually ended happy, I would actually kind of dig that. After all that Nancy's gone through, 
She right. comes out of, you know, a better person. Mm-hmm. She's grown. She's learned. She's, you know, rocking the, the white streak in her hair now. She's got more confidence. Like, I'm all for that. But I dig the uh, open ending. Like, Freddy's still out there fucking shit up. You know? I, I, I sure, like the sure. fact that, you know, they're still evil. You know? They're, the bad guy technically still won. You know? And, like, I think, not a, not a draw, but they're definitely, Freddy's like, oh, I want to stay away from her. You know? So, I like the sequel bait. All right. Cool. Well, with that, let's move on. Unless you guys have anything else to add about the first one. Not at all. I'm- let's talk about more about the marshmallow cakes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Franchise possibilities mm-hmm. there. <laughs> okay. Oh, I thought on. it was. Wait, I do have one thing to okay. say that was kind of funny. What? Uh, is that mom is dead, right? She like, they <laughs> it is see hilarious. Her. Yeah, no, wow. yes. no I thought this was really strange because like mom and dad or uh, dad and Nancy are like, in the mom's room, like they watch her, like basically burned corpse fall into a bed, and like Nancy's just like, "It's cool, I'm fine, I'm fine." Like no emotion, no whatever. She's just like, "This is good. It's a dream. I'm not even worried about it." And Dad's just like, "I'm gonna go do some cop stuff. <laughs> Fight now, mourn later." <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah, that that uh, that morning scene was. It uh, was. Not really very, awkward. Uh, sad. No. No. Well, she <laughs> so was a lousy weird. drunk. What are you going to do? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> she, lived, okay. she died how she lived in the bottle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> drunk in a bed and all burnt out. Like, golly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just telling it like it is. What you want. <laughs> all right. Moving right along. To A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge from 1985. It's directed by Jack Shoulder, who we previously discussed on the Nightmare Junkhead uh, show when we talked about Alone in the Dark. It's written by David Chaskin, who previously wrote films that everyone will remember, such as (laughs) I, Madman and The Curse. My favorite. You guys all remember those, right? Top. Uh-huh. Yeah, the IMDb summary is a teenage boy is haunted in his dreams by deceased child murderer Freddy Krueger, who is out to possess him in order to continue his reign of terror in the real world. Uh, yeah, maybe. Kinda. Uh, uh, <laughs> maybe a little bit. Um, so, I mean, I can't fault the IMDb summary because i'm not really sure what i would write otherwise (laughs) (laughs) what exactly is this movie about and why is is it happening (laughs) uh let's see here so money i'm gonna go with money yeah money 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 who do you love movie because without this movie we wouldn't have like likely have all the other freddy krueger movies so i will say that so, question: Was any of this your first time watch for Freddy's Revenge? No, I've I've seen it before. Okay, okay, but, but it's it, been a while. Okay, it's been a so while it was a re- sure. okay. So we really kind of—I don't want to say we hyped it up, but we definitely. I know I am a big proponent of this film, and it's one I know initially when I watched it back in the day, I didn't like it as much. Yeah, because it kind of strayed from what I was expecting with the first film. This grows on you. This, yeah. Like upon subsequent mm-hmm. viewings, it gets a little better and better and better, especially when you get more into the context and subcontext and like all the weirdness and like. Yeah, and all the weird. All the weird. Because it gets weird. Like, it, gets it gets really so weird. weird. Especially with Banjo Dog coming in for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it gets so weird. I I appreciate 80s weirdness more than most people. 80s horror films are my thing. Anyone who listens to our show will know I mm-hmm. love weird 80s shit. I there's no there's I I can't say that there's not weird 80s shit happening in this movie. There's plenty of 80s weird shit happening in this movie. And I love weird dancing. And there's a weird dance scene, which in is this movie. one of my favorite things, Carly. Oh, yes, thank you for bringing that up. Absolutely, always. Um, you know how I love a good 80s horror dance scene. Yes, they're the um, best. But if it wasn't A Nightmare on Elm Street, it would be easier for me to like it. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Because it's, it's so weird and it's so out of, it's like really separate from the idea. It doesn't, it doesn't work with the series totally it's so out of place and weird in ways that upset me a little bit honestly honestly. (laughs) she was upset ladies and gentlemen i mean let's be honest it's not hard to make me upset (laughs) it happens regularly um (laughs) but uh, yeah i mean the, the possession thing is is hard for me it's a hard pill for me to swallow so to speak have a hard time getting over Cause it. Because it's not like canon. I mean, it is, it, but it's it's, not. it's, it's yeah. nothing it's to do. Not. It, it's so like, I don't want to say that it's the maligned redheaded stepchild of the series, it, but it's it the maligned redheaded stepchild of the series. 100% it, it, it is. Yeah, yeah it is. And I, mean, I think, and I think even the makers of this film recognize that, especially after watching the documentary when they're all basically like, we don't know what we were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realize what we were making when we were making it, but dang. Well, and I think the reason I like it so much is because it is an outlier. And ultimately, it does kind of lead to a, what many consider a course correction with the third film. But mm-hmm. I think because they did do something totally different, I like that because they did take a chance. Now, granted, for some people, that chance may or may not work. And again, 1985, another time. Another place. So we're dealing with definitely (laughs) different stuff going on there. But I think the reason I actually like it so much is based on the performances of the cast. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And first and foremost, I think Mark Patton is really, really good as Jesse in this film. Yeah. He he conveys the whole allegory of something's going wrong. I can't something's inside me that's wanting to come out and I can't figure it out. I mean, he portrays he that. He literally like, says it. Freddy's yeah, inside me. Yeah, something's <laughs> inside me. I can't get it out. I mean, like, <laughs> the nail right on the head. Oh, yeah. That's... With the pop gun. But, um, <laughs> but, and the towels. We'll get into that. We'll, we'll, get, like, to we'll get to Marshall Bell later. No, but- it's my show. We'll get into it now. <laughs> God damn it! Okay, let's talk. We'll talk about it when I say. <laughs> okay, we just want to say we we don't get invited <laughs> to a lot of places, so this is fun for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you guys. <laughs> that was with the with the effect of a wet towel, man. That right. was impressive. <laughs> just like oh, okay, good baby, red eye full of chocolate, but. Um, <laughs> We'll talk about the end of the movie first and the beginning of the movie at the end. I do that all the time. Yeah, that's exactly what we do all the time. Party scene. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of the shots in this film were fantastic, like uh, genuinely creepy. The special effects I oh, thoroughly man. enjoyed. Uh, when Freddie was coming out of Mark Patton, I thought... Uh, uh, Oh, that's great. Yeah. And even that one shot where he's opening his mouth and you just see Freddy's eye in the back of his throat. I was like, 
that's wonderful. And so yes, yes. there's a lot the of eff- the effects are great. No question. Okay. So good. Yeah. yeah. No argument for me on that. So here's something for you all. When uh, Jesse wanders into that S&M club, were you kind of hoping maybe that the six sick fucks were going to be playing? No, oh, that would have been amazing. Wouldn't that have been like the best thing, like a Jack Shoulder chop, universe? Chop, 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 chop up your mother. Chop, 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 chop up your mother. <laughs> That's that about the only... It, was, it is. I was legitimately bummed out because I made that connection watching it. I was going, yeah, that would have been kind of rad. Instead, Bob Shea as a leather daddy comes up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, which is so weird. Why is that happening? And also, if you are... Dressed as a leather daddy in a S&M or gay club, perhaps. I don't know what this is. Uh, would you, and you see a student. Why would you take him to school? Why would you go <laughs> to him? Like, wouldn't you just ignore him and pretend you didn't see him? Put on your leather mask and move on with the, your night? Put on the <laughs> like you're mask. interrupting a perfectly good evening of leather daddyisms. <laughs> and leather dad leather daddy jokes and leather daddy bonds. Yeah. No, no, yeah, I totally like like oh shit, somebody knows me from work, just put on the gift mask and just kinda of find the back of the beaded curtain. Yes. No. But instead, instead, what does he do? He decides to take his underage who he knows he's underage, while still clad in his leather daddy gear, to the gymnasium to make him run laps and hop in the shower. So like this easily could have turned into an after school special. And yeah. like it, and then he gets attacked by balls. A lot of balls to the All face, balls. to the face and the ass. And then something that I, I don't know if the world of cinema is better for or worse for, but we get to see Marshall Bell's pasty white ass getting slapped to death by wet towels. I thought the slash is what killed him. The Freddy slash on his back is what killed him. I think Genius was experiencing like some high school PTSD, shower. PTSD. Right? Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, but I'm only as God made me. And then like, whoosh, 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 and like was the it. towel that killed the beast. <laughs> that sounds tough. They didn't make a shower in, in high school after gym class. I've never. Yeah, I don't know anybody who did have that as a no. real thing. No. Like showers were an option, but like not open. Yeah. As such. We had shower curtains also. Oh wow. You had shower curtains? We had yeah, totally. we had just yeah. like like a trough that we just all had to like <laughs> a trough like a like a pit. Yeah. We had like a trough <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> are, are you mean more of an open space than a trough? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Trough was <laughs> okay, where we pee. Trough was <laughs> where we pee. They made him roll around in a trough. Just roll around like, hey, <laughs> We're getting clean and dirty. And, then, <laughs> and he's just over in the corner chomping his gum away. With, just, you know, with my gift mask and as, as I slink away. No. Um, <laughs> well, and, It's such a weird scene. Well, and it's so funny. It, it kind of soiled our viewing once. We were watching... <laughs> Sorry. We were watching a screening of Starship Troopers, which, you know, love the movie. Great. Paul Verhoeven. But Marshall Bell shows up at the very end and he comes clamoring out of this closet and he's like, they're coming back for us. And I think maybe we had recently watched part two for some reason, but we both just started laughing. <laughs> Come and snap him with the towel because they find him in the locker room of that thing. Uh, he's all like, like you have capitated and shit. It's like, oh, I got snapped too hard with the towels. And then the bugs. <laughs> just like- Lots of sound effects today. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you should hear. Uh, let's see. No, no, won't even break out your repertoire there. <laughs> yeah. So we've talked about it. You, well, well, the weirdness. What else was weird for you? 
<laughs> um, just him becoming Freddy, kind of like the 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 knives coming out of the hand was that's weird. A, that's, a, that's, a, that's a beef I had with this subsequent subsequent the, the subsequent viewing. The knives in the hand, it just seemed off to me. Yeah, he's like a Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm the best. He, he had his. He's not full of adamantium. Get out of here. See, what about the fun man choose? Because that is what I have the most problem with. <laughs> this cereal is offensive, Truly. even by 80s standards. Yeah. Why that's... is the cartoon man on the box an Asian man with a Fu Manchu green? He's green. Why is he green? Hopefully. Also, also, and then they get, she gets fingernails out of the cereal box. I don't approve of this. I have a problem with it. I don't approve. I have no answers. That cereal wouldn't be in the buffet, would it? I don't know. Maybe it's not. It would not be in the marshmallow buffet Mm-mm. upstairs. Mm-mm. It would not. Fun man would not choose. make the cut. Was choose spelled C H E W S? Not. Yes. Yes. Okay. C H E W S. Yes. Yes. Who wants to eat cereal that's chewy? By the way, gross. It should like be crunchy stale. or not. Not, True. not yeah. chewy. Yeah. Do you want? It's like gum. Is it gum cereal? It's disgusting. Get no out of here. No one wants to eat that. With your garbage racism. Garbage oh, yeah, it's yeah. straight up. <laughs> and, and nothing, bre- nothing from racism is any, ever tasty. There's no, like, a wonderful hate salad. So, like, yeah, <laughs> Fu Manchu's would probably be disgusting. You've never had my hate salad, all right? <laughs> what just I happened? I make a delicious hate salad. <laughs> well, I, okay, so I'll go. I'll, I'll defend, actually, the, the knives part. Um, I think it actually adds kind of a weird body horror aspect to the film. Oh, Cronenberg it? A little Cronenberg. Don't dream it. But, and, and not necessarily uh, taken directly from it, but if you go a few years ahead with another Jack Shoulder film called The Hidden, it's another kind of possession being mm-hmm. taken over kind of film. So I think that's kind of in his wheelhouse. wheelhouse. Yeah, that he brought to this film. But like you said, though, it does take away so much of the movie itself that you, it, this is your franchise. So, like, are you happy that part three kind of got it back on track, so to speak? I love part three, but I'll talk about that more next week. Uh, but I, I, I specifically have a hard time with this movie. Uh, I don't like Freddy possessing people. I don't like that dreams aren't really a very big part of this movie at all. That's the whole fucking point. That makes what's what makes this scary. Freddy really jumping through a pool at a pool party with like a billion kids at it. That doesn't make any fucking sense. It's That's true. not how Freddy works. No, he That's this not, breaks all the rules. This it's, movie. It's just it's it makes Freddy less scary, which is a problem. He's that one douchebag that comes to all the parties and just fucks up shit, knocks over if, the cake. Fuck this guy. If there wasn't gore, if the the gore and the special effects in this movie weren't so great, I, I wouldn't even be worth watching, in my opinion. Uh it's just not because it doesn't really tie in. I mean, other than like them like finding the diary or whatever and like living in the house, like it doesn't really tie into all of the other movies. It doesn't. It's not canon. It doesn't make sense. I appreciate that they're trying to do something a little different. I, I prefer where it goes after this. I was going to say, I more appreciate them realizing, hey, we made a mistake. We yes. are going to fix it. <laughs> yeah. well, I kind of think that this one, I think this one might kind of gain ground, kind of like a Halloween 3 has over the years, where more mm-hmm. and more mm-hmm. Bite your tongue. 
But Halloween 3 has nothing to, like, I mean, other than, like, the scene in the bar where they're watching Halloween, like, doesn't really have anything to do with Michael Myers. It's right. really kind of its own entity. And it's beautiful. That This isn't meant to, and this isn't meant to be that, you know? It's right. agreed, Carly. It's not meant to be its own entity. It's meant to be canon, and it's fucking not at all. <laughs> Is this the only... Nightmare on Elm Street film where the the male is the lead, like yes. the male is the lead final girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't see the remake, but yes, the remake is. Count, we don't count that, right? We don't. No, we don't that. count that. Well, what's kind of cool is Mark Patton right now is kind of touring with his documentary uh, Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street, and adorable. One, and we're actually going to get to see it because mm-hmm. he's a Kansas City native. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, a few years ago, he was in town, and we got to see part two with him. Yeah, we did and got do, to a do a Q and A with him. Yeah, nice. Was, That's so cool. He's really, great. Oh, I mean, yeah, he is. He's a, he really is. He sells this movie. Yeah, I I I enjoyed watching his performance for sure. It's just like everything that happens as yeah, I mean, a I Nightmare on Elm Street film is like not cohesive. I think the acting in this movie is far superior than the first. I would agree with that. Yeah, but I mean, that's not that's not necessarily saying yeah, yeah. A- anything in terms like story wise. It doesn't make any sense. But I think the actors are are, are good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lovely, some clue going in. Goddamn cherry bombs. <laughs> Dude, Kim Myers looks so so much like Meryl Streep. So much like Meryl Streep. Yeah. And I and I I had to look it up like twice. I was like, she must be related. Like it must be her her cousin her niece her something they must be related and, and alas no they just look fucking identical alas they are not alas they are not Harley, Harley, thank you yeah, it's almost almost distracting because you mm-hmm. are you are you get caught up have you seen her lately as well she yeah looks, she still looks oh like her oh my god it's unreal she mm-hmm. it's just so like she looks better now in 2019 without the 85 fashion sense well, and it's so funny because Meryl <laughs> Streep has such a specific look. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know, you don't. She has such a like different and iconic look, especially for someone in Hollywood. So it's like just kind of strange that they would find someone that looks so much like her. Totally. Every time I think of Meryl Streep, I think of She Devil <laughs> with Roseanne Barr. With Roseanne Barr, that's my <laughs> yeah. that's, that's my Meryl Streep. Interesting, but I appreciate that. Same. I mean, I don't. I think you might be the only person who feels that way, but I also appreciate that about you. <laughs> that's yeah. Well, that's what I love is like every film out there is someone's favorite film. And that's what I kind of love about film loving. She Devil's my favorite Meryl Streep film. (laughs) (laughs) Can I also just complain that Freddy is biting people in this movie? I was made of that too. Zombie? (laughs) What the fuck is going on? Freddy doesn't bite people. No, it. And what's with the dogs with the fucking mask? Banjo dog. That was the most weird. fucking that ridiculous weird. looking thing I've ever fucking seen. Fucking banjo dog. Have you ever seen the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers in 1978 one? Yes. Yes. They have that same dog. That same dog with a mask on. And with banjo music. So that's where the term on our show, banjo dog, comes from. Whenever there's a dog that looks weird, it's banjo dog. But it's, it's obviously a dog with a mask on. Like, it, it doesn't look... Two dogs with a mask on. Two, I stand corrected. Two dogs with And they dogs. look like garbage sure. pail kid masks. Oh, my God. Yes, they do. With the big Even cheeks like, and the... Yeah. Why is, why is that needed? What does it add? 
didn't they see that and think, oh, well, that looks totally fucking ridiculous. Let's just not have that in the movie because it nope. doesn't need to be there. They were like, fuck it. Let's keep it. It's, well, like, we spent money on and we spent time making this. Some guys like I put hard work and effort into making. <laughs> They're like Kyle will get offended. Yeah, we have, Man, we have to keep he it. He worked really hard and bless his heart. You know, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't get out a lot. So let's just throw him a dog bone. The pity. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> And then Lisa saves the day at the end, which okay, I can appreciate that. The whole like gender swapping, whatever standardness of horror movies, but. I don't get the ending. I don't get how she did it. Is love, love the power of love, love the killer? The power of love and being willing to kiss Freddy Krueger on the mouth on purpose. I'm your boyfriend now. So that they just <laughs> went away. That just like completely grossed and him he out. Was, he was overcome by love no, that his evil no, had to so set stupid. him free. <laughs> this is a worse ending than the first one. <laughs> bullshit guys it's it's a little it's a little wonky i won't lie but i think it's the eccentric nature of it why i just enjoy it so much i am the queen of loving eccentric 80s films this is fucking stupid garbage garbage i i enjoy this movie i mean like yes i agree it's like not the best in like the canon in the whole scheme of the nightmare on elm street franchise but i still think it's a really fun watch and like there's there's just there's a lot of good moments as well i think it's fun to watch extra for the podcast I mean, I didn't. <laughs> I, I always have a good time when I watch the second it, one. I, it's but, a show. I'm putting on a little bit of a show. It's not the worst <laughs> movie that ever existed. It's entertaining to watch, but but is but is one of the worst Nightmare on Elm Street films. I think if it was something else, yeah. if yes. it was yeah. like you know uh, anything, any type of alien monster, we would yep. be singing its praises because 100%. of the acting, because of the special effects, and because of like the feelings that it came, and of course the leather daddy gym coach. So I think we would be talking about it for a while, but the fact that, like you said, it is probably for a lot of people the weakest link in the, the Nightmare series, that does say a lot. But at the same time, I, I'm one of its defenders because I think you. Ha- I think if you kind of are going in for like, I just want to see a very fun, gore-ridden or special effects-ridden horror movie, I, I can do a lot worse. Sure, sure, sure. And it's. I mean, it was a huge box office success. I mean, this is the reason New Line is like what it yeah, is. It's yeah, a house the yeah. Freddy built. Well, didn't the first one like save New Line Cinema? This one really did. Okay. I think in the first one they made made a little bit of money. This one they made enough money to keep New Line going. Yeah. Leather Daddy outfits for everybody. <laughs> there you go. I can't believe this one was so successful. Oh, I can't wait to talk about three and four next week. You know why it was so successful? Because they didn't know how awesome three was going to be. That's true. <laughs> That's true. They had no way to know that. They had no clues. They're like, oh they man, no this is the best know. Nightmare Elm Street movie ever. So like, I do, I do love because um, Mark Patton is openly gay, and I like that he's like kind of stated that he sees himself as the first male screen scream queen because yeah. of this movie. I mean, I do appreciate the whole gay subtext. Yeah. Um, There's a lot text. of subtext yeah. for yeah, it's sure. Text. It's over text. It's just for it's just literal sure. text. <laughs> uh, uh, text. I, I I appreciate the different barriers that this film 
kind of hits on, but yeah, yeah, it's it's one yeah. of those films where you can appreciate, <laughs> but it's just the execution of it. you're like, eh. Yeah, I mean, in the, in the grand scheme of things, in the Nightmare on Elm Street canon, it's it's a little mm-hmm. it's hard. It's wonky. It's hard it if you love the series to love totally this movie as as part of the series. I don't agree with at that. Least, I mean, at least it, for it, me. it, especially I am a diehard three lover. And yeah, I and I I champion part two. But if you were to give me a choice, which one I would rather see, will be three, and right. it's going to be one. You know, so right. I, I I I see what you're saying. Yeah, and but I see what you guys are saying too. As a standalone film, I think I think I would feel completely different about it. If Freddy Krueger was an alien or some kind of weird <laughs> ghost, I think it's creature. super fun. It would be fantastic. Let's remake this movie as a ghost slash alien creature film, and I'm down. Yeah, done and done. Yeah. We'll get Blumhouse on it and Banjo Dog. Can we get some better Banjo Dogs though? Because yeah. these Banjo Dogs are super fucking weak. We'll get they CGI. Better. Oh no, no, no CGI. No we gotta, CGI. We gotta, CGI. We gotta get practical puppies, man. Come practical on now. dogs. Yeah. Just, Practical dogs, dogs with human faces. Just cut oh. off a human's face and use it as a prosthetic on the dog's face. Just get all Ed Gang on it. I can't think of anything creepier than that. <laughs> Poor <laughs> dog. Wearing a human face. All Hannibal Lecter-like. All right. Hello, doggies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the dog says. Yeah. Okay, yes. Just checking. Um, all right. I think that's it. Do you guys want to um, plug your show a little bit? Tell us yeah, about it. Yeah, tell us uh, about it. I noticed that you guys just did an episode on The Rise of Leslie Vernon, which is hilarious because we just did an episode on that as well. We totally to did. Today. It's um, that, that was perfect like Kim said. I, that was a great actually. I was like, oh, wow, they love the movie as well. It's And yeah. we are les incompetents. <laughs> you guys you guys yes. have like uh better things to talk about uh with it i, I don't even know what we talked about snack cakes all is all i remember snack snack cakes. Cakes. well that's all we talked about on this show freddy krueger and so, marshmallow bars i, I know we love snack I mean, cakes we love snacks show. in general we're, we're a big marshmallows go wrong with snacks actually what is the one thing that you would always buy from that uh grocery store clown treats the clown treats yes uh-huh. you're clown, clown treats treat? That's terrifying. No, I don't know what that is. Okay, so a clown treat is basically a giant chocolate-covered marshmallow on a stick, but it's got two gumdrop eyes and a gummy worm mouth, and so it looks like a little clown. And so, like... That's only on the best... What kind of nightmare garbage is that? (laughs) Well, it normally looks like... fucking delicious. Melty, like an it kind of clown, like a Pennywise clown, because the eye will sometimes be a little bit lower on one side. Hey, Georgie, want a treat? (laughs) You know? <laughs> ah. Nightmares. Nightmares. No, I'm not in, I'm not in on this clown treat, you guys. <laughs> I'm not a fan don't, myself. Don't knock it till you try them. Clown treats are rad. But of course, any marshmallow treat I'm a fan of. Any treats. I'm not a fan of gummies with chocolate. I like treats. Uh, you okay, no, okay. If you want a gummy with chocolate, try Brookside. Bro- I don't. I don't ever want a gummy with chocolate. That's literally what I just said. I, I like Brookside. <laughs> <laughs> Those little chocolate covered, like, what is it, ice berries and shit? They're delicious. They're gummies. And the crunchy gummies are just as good. See, I'm going to go with uh, popcorn and Reese's Pieces put yeah. together. Mm-hmm. So you guys don't want to plug your show then? Oh, oh no, no, no. We're plugging. Okay, sorry. Sorry, we do. We're plugging <laughs> snacks first. Um, Nightmare <laughs> Junkhead, a rap snack f- review. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nightmare Junkhead. We do all sorts of cool shit. Just check us out on Twitter. <laughs> Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare yeah. Junk. 
uh, <laughs> iTunes and Stitcher. All the, the, the places where you hear podcasts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The huge. We're going to be coming up on our 200th episode pretty soon. Very soon. Wowee. How long have that's you guys awesome. been uh, making shows? Oh. It's my first day. Yeah, that's a- Really? You're doing that's great. Impressive. Thanks. No, we technically, we do a uh, live show once a month at this uh, little theater bar called Screenland Tapcade, this uh, podcast called Nerds and Nostalgia. That's mm-hmm. where we initially got started, and we ended up, uh, a friend of ours put together a network, and then we started, then he started Nightmare Junket. We're on year five? Yeah. 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 So. Wow. Mm-hmm. We're just hitting year three for our show on uh, a couple true. weeks. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah awesome. Huh? That's phenomenal. Thank you. And, and you know what? It's, it's fun. And that's the thing that yes. keeps us doing this. We totally. just we enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. And when it becomes work, I think then it's like, eh. And we get to talk and meet I, the yeah, cool that's, people. That's I mean, you girls are fucking rad. Aw, thanks. Aww, you guys thank are great, you. too. Sorry I give you such a hard time. That's just my favorite thing to do in the whole world. That's okay. If you that means she likes you. Know, it's yeah, true. It's like, come on the show and talk about Ari Aster, and I'll give you a hard time, too. I fucking... <laughs> what? Yeah, oh, don't get... Oh, no, not the... Yeah. <gasps> we should We should talk about... This could be fun, guys. Oh, if by fun you mean murderous. Yeah, yeah that's fun, though, right? <laughs> We're in the Actually, horror it is. Business. it is for me. I'm the one doing the murdering. <laughs> and I'm doing the talk and drinking oh oh i'll just watch in a corner i guess you know it's fine the color commentary that's that's oh my god ari aster is like is he's doing great things in my mind he's like he's like i'm so thankful for him and all he does he's that one kid that took an art class in high school and started talking about obscura and like how everything is so deep that's how you want to end this shit huh (laughs) Bro is like Them designing lenses words, to shoot films. I'm I'm just <laughs> all per- me happy. I'm opening the invite for you to come on our show anytime and we can debate this. We can thunderdome this shit. I'm down. Can we do that? Have I'm you guys down. covered hereditary yet? Oh. Numerous times on it, it, it comes <laughs> up sadly. I mean we've covered hereditary too. But I I have all the things to say. Me too. Uh, about midsummer. We will make it happen. Uh, we will make uh, it happen. That's a okay. promise. Because yeah, I'm trying to Deal. get him like the little cut thing like this. Going no, G- G- don't no, start, no, yeah, don't. he even said don't start, don't start. And I'm like, God damn it! Now we're gonna start talking about it comes at night. And so, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, Amy didn't like that, but I did. I didn't like it that comes one. at night. I did. It yeah, came at night with some horse shit. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. No, it was horse shit. I she didn't like it. It's true. Yeah. We've had this conversation as well. <laughs> okay. And with that, uh, we're closer. It's <laughs> <laughs> about right. It's about right. Do you guys? Do you guys want to to shout out some of your social media stuff? Absolutely, yeah. On uh, Twitter, you can find us on Nightmare Junk, and on Facebook at Nightmare Junk. And I'm Genius McGee, Genius with a J. So Genius with a J. What are we doing next week, Carly? Okay, well. You might have assumed we are following up with A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, and A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. That's the pizza face one. It, both <laughs> streaming on Shudder. Very excited to talk about those. Soul food. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Thanks so much for coming on, guys. We loved having you. Yeah, love to come back again. Uh, and, and that's it. So until next week, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. 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 We always Ooh. do such a good job. Yeah. <laughs>